Good morning. morning. The word that God has given me to share with you is forgiveness. In Luke 6, verses 36 to 38, Jesus said, Do not judge others, and God won't judge you. Don't be hard on others, and God won't be hard on you. Forgive others. And God will forgive you. If you give to others, you will be given a full amount in return. It will be packed down, shaken together, and spilling over into your lap. The way you treat others is the way you will be treated. In Matthew 18, verses 21 to 35, we read... Peter came to the Lord and asked, How many times should I forgive someone who does something wrong to me? Is seven times enough? Jesus answered, Not just seven times, but seventy times seven. And then he said, This story will show you what the kingdom of heaven is like. One day... A king decided to call in his officials and ask them to give an account of what they owed him. As he was doing this, one official was brought in who owed him 50 million silver coins, but he had no money to pay what he owed. The king ordered him to be sold along with his wife and children and all that he owned in order to pay the debt. The official got down on his knees and began begging, Have pity on me! I will pay you every penny I owe! The king felt sorry for him and let him go free. And he even told him that he did not have to pay back the money. Now, as this official was leaving... He happened to meet another who owed him a hundred silver coins. So he grabbed the man by the throat and he started choking him and said, Pay me what you owe me. The man got down on his knees and began begging, Have pity on me. I'll pay you back. But the first official refused to have pity. Instead, he went and had the man put in jail until he could pay what he owed. Now, when some other officials found out what had happened, they felt sorry for the man who had been put in jail, and they went and told the king. The king called the first man back in and said, You are an evil man. When you begged for mercy, I said, You did not have to pay me back a penny. Don't you think you should show pity to someone else as I did to you? The king was so angry that he ordered the official to be tortured until he could pay back everything he owed. That is how my father in heaven will treat you if you don't forgive each of my followers with all your heart. This is a pretty strong lesson to learn. We have to recognise that our God is loving, 
and merciful. But, and it's a big but, he is also a judge and his justice is absolute. His standard is stated in the commandment spoken by Jesus in Matthew 22, verses 37-39. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbour as yourself. Part of our loving is also accepting. And part of our accepting is also being able to make allowances for the shortcomings of other people. We are not above our neighbour. In God's sight, we are equal to one another. We are all weak and do not have the right to judge others. Matthew 7 verse 1 says, Do not judge others so that God will not judge you. So what about forgiveness? Do we forgive others? God considers this a very important matter. Do you realise there are 199 references in the Bible that speak upon the topic of forgiveness? Forgiveness is at the interface of God's kingdom and Satan's kingdom. It is God's will to forgive. Unforgiveness is against God's will. If we are not for God, we are against him. If we are against God, we take ourselves out of his protection and leave ourselves vulnerable to further attacks by Satan. Have you ever been in a situation where you've had some form of disagreement and fallen out with someone? And as time goes by, you become more and more entrenched in the breakup. And you become more determined that it is the other person who should apologise to you and not the other way round. No way are you going to be the one to apologise. After all, you're not at fault. They are. Your attitude changes. You become hardened and stubborn. And worse still, you find it more and more difficult to pray and you become distanced from God. Oh, how the enemy loves this scenario. Satan knows just how to exploit these circumstances to his advantage. The sad fact is that he is the only winner whilst unforgiveness rules. Another sadness is that sometimes the other person gets on with their life oblivious to the fact that we are allowing ourselves to become increasingly more bitter and angry. In maintaining the status quo, we choose to separate ourselves from God. I'm going to introduce you to a very dangerous prayer. In fact, 
Phil spoke to you about it only last Sunday as being the prayer guide that Jesus shared with his disciples. How many of you, from being a small child, have been taught to pray the words of the Lord's Prayer? You know, the one that begins, Our Father in Heaven. I guess most of us have. It's comforting to know that we have a Father in Heaven. We can ask him to supply all that we need and to protect us from harm. We affirm his majesty and power. But within the familiar words is included what could become a self-imposed curse. Do we ever stop and really consider the words that we are praying? Remember how in Matthew 5, verses 23 and 24, we learn, if you're about to place your gift on the altar, and remember that someone's angry with you, leave your gift there, in front of the altar, make peace with that person, then come back and offer your gift. God sees the heart. If the heart is not right before him, then the gift and ourselves are unacceptable to him. So, in going back to the words of the Lord's Prayer, dare we pray, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Or, Our Father, forgive us for doing wrong in the same way that we forgive others for doing wrong. It's a dangerous thing to ask God. We are by our own lips asking God to treat us in the same way that we are treating others. By our stubbornness to forgive others, we are throwing back in God's face all that Jesus bought for us by his sacrifice upon the cross. Even during the agony of his crucifixion, Jesus wanted to ensure that his redemption was on offer to everyone without exception, including his executioners. In Luke 23, verse 34, Even as the nails were being hammered into his broken body, Jesus said, Father, forgive these people. They don't know what they are doing. Jesus knew how important forgiveness is. If it is important enough to God's Son, then we ignore forgiveness at our peril. We stand in danger of putting ourselves outside of God's will. Remember, God did not create us to be robots. We have total free will, and God will not force us into anything if we do not allow the change of mindset. God will stand and wait, hoping that we will obey him. Well, This is a biblical perspective on forgiveness. So 
What about the reality? Well, consider this. Once upon a time, all the best stories begin this way. No, no, let's read that again. Once upon God's time, a person was badly wounded spiritually by someone who should not have behaved in this way. Many years passed and the hurt and bitterness intensified to the point that God became so distant and faith faded. A feeling of hatred developed and all hope was lost. Life became bleak as the years progressed. A desert would have seemed more welcoming. Some ten years went by when the person found themselves quietly, late at night, writing letters. The Spirit of God spoke into the silence. I want you to write me a letter. The person replied, that's what I'm doing. I'm writing letters. No, God answered. I want you to write me a letter. Oh, okay, what sort of letter? I want you to say sorry to. And at the mention of the person's name, a volcano erupted. No way! Not after what they've done to me. They should be the ones to be saying sorry to me, not the other way round. God held the higher ground and repeated the instruction. I want you to write a letter of apology to... And he mentioned the person's name. A tussle of wills ensued over two hours. Realising that refusal would be futile, the person eventually, wearied, replied, I cannot do this. I cannot write this letter. If you want this letter writing, you've got to do it. I cannot do it. Okay, God said. Take a piece of paper, pick up the pen, hold the pen over the paper. Miraculously, an unseen hand formed the letters as sentences appeared upon the paper. The person could not believe what God was writing. Nothing about the other person apologising to them, but that this person was to turn the table and take full responsibility for what had happened and apologise to the one who'd done the wounding. While still reeling in shock, the person was then asked by God whether the writing was their best handwriting. No. So God instructed that the letter be rewritten in the best handwriting. And when that was completed, that the letter should be placed in an envelope and sealed. Feeling that they were off the hook, the person was taken aback to be then ordered to post the letter. 
and the rough copy was consigned to a prayer book tucked away in a bookcase. In response to God's command, the person replied, can't. I don't know where the person is now. It was a long time ago. However, the next day, the first person that they encountered did know this person. And not only that, had the address on their phone. So the letter was addressed and sent. And the reply was duly received, couched in gracious terms. But fast forward six months, sometime later, a scruffily written sheet of paper fell out of a prayer book that had been in the bookcase. The person glanced at the contents, puzzled by the strange letter. They asked God what it was all about. And God replied, you know that prayer that you pray, asking me to forgive you in the same way that you forgive others? Well, that's just what I've done. In Jeremiah 31 verse 34 it says, I will forgive their sins and remember them no more. You were willing to forgive and now I don't remember the pain. And you don't remember the pain because I have forgiven and wiped it from your minds. And I know what God says is true. Because I am that person. I am that person in the story. My life was changed by God helping me to write that letter of apology miraculously. Ten years of hatred and bitterness were completely turned around when I gave in and obeyed God. I wouldn't do it by myself, in fact I couldn't, but grudgingly I did allow God to help me to do it. He took my permission, such as it was, and he did the rest. Remember, you and I, we, are the only factor that holds God back in acting. He waits to be asked. He waits for us to cooperate. Or at least he waits for us to not be saying no. He never goes against our free will. Although we, he may strongly urge us to look at things differently. But unforgiveness does not have a place in his kingdom. So if you find the Holy Spirit is nudging your conscience, it might be from decades ago. Things that you completely forgot about, that you didn't think were important. If you find that the Holy Spirit is causing you to suddenly recall something, don't ignore that. Because you see, Satan does not ignore. He carries a notebook. Unlike God, he's listed every weak spot we've had in our lives. 
and he knows exactly where to get at us. And so I would say to you, don't be like me if the Holy Spirit is nudging you. Don't let it take ten years before you allow God to help you put things right. Believe me, you have everything to gain by letting him help you. And believe me, he will do that. It is what he wants to do. And as a postscript, when the matter has been dealt with by God, I say when, not if, don't forget to forgive yourself. Allow the matter to be sealed by God, who chooses to forgive sins and remember them no more. Because it's no good coming back and deciding when Satan comes with you with guilt, because he still remembers about things, it's no good you coming back to God and asking him again for forgiveness. Because God's already dealt with that, and he won't have the slightest memory of what you're talking about. You'll just be wasting God's time. So you turn to Satan and say, the words of Jesus from the cross, it is finished. Forgiveness in Christ makes us a new creation. We are no longer under condemnation, condemnation from Satan. Bless you all. Thank you. So we don't go for this